Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. This week's podcast in English is part two of a three-part series on transforming negative emotions into positive ones. So in this three-part series, I'm teaching you the three things that you need to shift in your life to experience more fulfillment and more joy. And like I mentioned last week, I know this is a huge promise, but stick with me because if you want to increase, really increase the quality of your life and increase the amount of happiness and fulfillment that you feel from day to day, this podcast series is for you, mamacita. So it goes without saying that the information I share in this series is truly something that has impacted my life in a very profound way. And it's something that I hope to relay back to my kids. So I decided to break this information down into three parts because it's a lot. It's really juicy and there's a lot of information to absorb in these three podcasts. So instead of overwhelming you with a very long podcast, I thought it would be more effective to give you time to absorb each element so that you can apply it effectively in your life step by step and then in the process learn to transform your negative emotions into positive ones. So we're delving into the world of emotional mastery, how to control and redirect your emotions. I personally like to call it emotional alchemy. So for those of you who are not familiar with the word alchemy, alchemy is an ancient practice shrouded in mystery and secrecy. Its practitioners mainly sought to turn lead into gold, a quest that has captured the imaginations of people for thousands of years. So why do I call the process of transforming negative emotions into positive ones emotional alchemy? Well, because when you practice emotional mastery, we're actually transforming a very useless emotion into something that is priceless, which is a positive emotion. Because how priceless is the ability to turn anger into gratitude, for example? It's like turning lead into gold. Totally, right? Because the emotions that we experience consistently from day to day are directly correlated to the quality of our life. Feelings of joy, enthusiasm, courage, faith, gratitude on a consistent basis create an amazing quality of life. And so wouldn't it be wonderful to experience more of those feelings more often? And how cool would it be to get rid of all those feelings that don't serve us if we hold them for too long? Things like anger and resentment, grief, depression, hopelessness. Very cool indeed, right? So again, like I mentioned last week, emotional mastery or emotional alchemy does not mean that you'll never experience those negative emotions again. We're all human, 
right? And we will continue to have bad moments or bad days. But this will help you get out of the funk sooner and not dwell for so long in the darkness and in the despair. Having access to this information is like having handy tools in your mental toolbox that you can grab whenever you need to shift those emotions. Of course, it takes practice like anything else. It takes intention, and it takes the desire to make this happen. Side note, all of the information I share with you is inspired by Tony Robbins' weekend event, Unleash the Power Within, which I attended for the second time this April. Okay, so like I said in the episode last week, Tony teaches that the source of all emotion is a constellation of three forces. If you control these three forces, you'll be able to control your emotions and enhance the quality of your life. On last week's episode, we dove deep into the first force, which controls your emotion, which is your physiology or the way that you move your physical body. We discussed how breath, posture, movement, all affect your emotions in a very powerful way, and how there are studies that have been conducted on how exercise is actually a natural remedy for depression. In short, being very intentional with the way we move our body can have a tremendous impact in our mood and in the emotions we experience daily. Now, if you missed that episode, I really suggest you go back and listen to it first because it is the foundation for the entire three-part series. If you only stay tuned for this episode, it's going to be like having a one-legged stool. All of these forces are crucial and you'll want to understand how you can influence each one individually so that you really have a grasp and knowing how you can influence and shift your emotions. So again, the first shift we need to make in order to transform our negative emotions is in our physiology or in the way that we move our bodies. The second force that controls your emotions is, drum roll please, your pattern of focus. Simply put, whatever you focus on, you will feel. Have you ever heard the expression, wherever focus goes, energy flows. If you focus on something negative, the result is a negative emotion. If you focus on something positive, the result is a positive emotion. Now this concept is very simplistic in nature, right? I mean, you almost want to go duh when you hear this, but be honest with yourself. How many times when you're feeling down, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling angry, do you intentionally take the time to ask yourself, what am I focusing on right now? And then intentionally shift your focus to think about something positive instead. I must confess that in the past, this would happen like never. It was much easier to shift my emotions through a change in my physical body, like exercising. But if I didn't shift my physiology, I was inclined to stay stuck with a negative emotion for way longer. And I know I'm not alone in this, because I feel like sometimes we tend to hold on to our negative emotions to dear life. I know you've probably seen people who do that, and we refuse to relinquish what we're focusing on. In fact, we play that negative movie in our head over and over like a broken record, and then we wonder why we feel so awful. Can you think of a time that you've done that? Let's say we're having a problem, And people keep offering us solutions, 
but we're still stuck in what happened and how somebody screwed us over. And so instead of focusing on solutions and the advice being offered, we keep playing the movie in our heads of how the person did us wrong over and over again. And so we relive that episode on a continuous rerun. We become stuck in the past or we focus on what could go wrong next, thus bringing an episode of the past that we don't want to revisit into the future. Are you following me? Now, learning to shift focus is simple, mamacita. But notice, I don't say it's easy. Simple, yes. Easy, not so much. But it can be accomplished. First, you have to consciously train your mind to be more aware of your thought pattern. Stop yourself in your tracks when you're feeling down and then become the observer of your emotions. Observe what you're focusing on when feeling different emotions. Intentionally analyzing your pattern of focus is so powerful, mamacita. It really is. Lately, it's where I've really been making shifts to change my negative feelings. And it's something that can give you an instant switch in how you feel once you start practicing it particularly if you are a very emotional person like me. Ha ha ha. It's true. So interestingly enough, one very powerful tool for learning to observe your emotions is, yep, meditation. So I recently took an online meditation course with Chris Cuervo, founder of Alma y Espíritu. So it was like a five-week beginner's course on meditation. The cool thing about Alma y Espíritu is that they offer classes in both English and Spanish, and it's all online, so you can do it from the convenience of your home. It's pretty cool. I highly recommend it. Anyways, one of the things I learned is that meditation allows you, precisely, to observe your emotions from above. This, in turn, allows you to detach yourself from your emotions and realize that you are not your emotions. We're not anger, we're not sadness, we're not even joy or excitement. When we are tapped into this truth, the fact that we are not our emotions, we can begin to surrender those emotions that don't serve us and let them go and just be in the present moment. Be the observer. This also gives us more clarity and allows us to deal with stressful situations without feeling so completely overwhelmed. Also, when we detach ourselves from our emotions, we realize we can either choose to keep an emotion close to us by focusing on it, or we can let a negative emotion go simply by making a conscious decision to release it. It's interesting because my dad has always intuitively known that emotions are a choice. So when I was younger, I would get so irritated. Um, <laughs> Uh, because when I was frustrated or angry at my dad, I would say something like, Dad, you know, when you say that, you make me feel like... And I would follow that with a negative emotion, of course. He would always respond to me. I don't make you feel anything. You make yourself feel that way. Nobody can make you feel anything unless you let them make you feel that way. If you believe someone can make you feel something, Valentina, you'll be at the mercy of what anyone says or does. You make yourself feel anything you want to feel. So the older I get, the more I realize the importance of this lesson. And it's something I have to remind myself of constantly when I'm feeling down, that I'm making myself 
feel that way, usually by focusing on the wrong thing. So I just want to say thank you, Poppy, for this life lesson. I'm finally beginning to understand what you've been trying to teach me all along. So remember, mamacita, nobody can make you feel anything unless you give them the power to make you feel that way. Okay, now let's do a little exercise. Think of an experience where you were hurt or traumatized. Did you ever replay that event in your mind over and over and although it was in the past, you put yourself back into a disempowering emotional state just by remembering it and bringing it into focus? If you've done that, you know that it triggers all the pain over again every single time you think about it. You're able to bring the past into the present. Sometimes we can even become addicted to this feeling, so we have to be careful. Think about it. It's what we use to stay angry or what we use as an excuse to play the victim. Now, I know what I'm saying may not be something pleasant to hear, but if we're honest with ourselves, we are the ones bringing these painful experiences to the present and torturing ourselves in a way over and over. So if you take anything from this podcast, I hope it's this. To monitor your negative emotions when they next pop up. Observe and acknowledge when anger, anxiety, or anything else negative appears. And then analyze what you're focusing on. Once you do this, you'll be able to redirect your focus if you so choose to do so. Any Harry Potter fans listening to me? (laughs) So... If you are a Harry Potter fan, do you remember, and even if you're not, stick with me, okay? Do you remember the danger that the Dementors posed? So Dementors, for those of you who don't know and have not read the books, the Dementors were foul creatures in the books that would drain the hope, happiness, and peace out of the air around them. So for those of you who did read the book, do you remember how these Dementors sucked the happiness out of people? Well, the Dementors would eliminate every good feeling from their prey by sucking out every happy memory they ever had. Because just like we're discussing, whatever you feel is a result of what you're focusing on or thinking about. So if you want to instantly shift your emotion, switch the channel, literally. Take the control remote of your brain and switch the channel from horror flick to comedy channel. It's quite a powerful exercise and you'll get better at it the more you practice. So back to my Harry Potter fans. Do you remember what the wizards combating the Dementors would have to do in order to fight them off? Pay close attention now. In order to fight the Dementors off, the wizards would have to conjure a Patronus. So a Patronus is a magical creature that would cause the Dementors to flee. And the way that they would conjure their Patronus was to focus on a happy memory. The happier the memory, the more powerful their Patronus. And so I'm telling you this because we have to become wizards, all of us, the wizards of our mind, because our mind can turn against us and create Dementors, if you will. When we're depressed or angry, we go to a dark place where we forget all of our happy memories. 
But the good news is that we can conjure up real-life Patronuses and scare away our Dementors by shifting focus. And in those times of darkness, remember our happy memories. We can scare away the Dementors in our mind. And of course, this takes practice. Do you remember how hard it was for Hermione and Harry to, you know, to actually get their Patronus to work? Yes, this takes practice. It takes, it even requires a little work. And listen, it's hard enough to shift focus. So we need to have a bucket full of happy memories at our calling. We must make a list. That's right, a list of our happy memories and our happy thoughts and consistently remember them. In this way, we have many to draw from when we're in desperate need of them to fight off our dementors in our head. And as a side note, I'll say this too. The content that you consume on a daily basis has your focus. So make sure it's content that lifts you up. Focus is anywhere that your attention goes. And the content you listen to or watch can either be your Dementor or your Patronus. I'll let you in on a little secret. Creating these podcasts is how I intentionally help myself focus on the good on a consistent basis. I try my best to be very mindful of the content I consume. No longer do I let my phone be inundated with alerts of the latest negative news of the day. And it's not that I don't care to stay updated, but rather I choose to protect where my focus goes. And if I want to know the latest news on politics or other, I allot a limited amount of time to focus on that, or I simply look at the headlines. Also, I have my go-to for positive content when I'm feeling down. So I now I know, okay, I'm feeling down, what can I listen to that will make me feel inspired again, that will make me feel motivated, that will make me feel courageous, that will make me feel um, hope. I have my go-to for funny as well, and my go-to for like, yeah, and my go-to, like I said, for inspiration, to keep my spirits up. So I encourage you to make that list of those happy memories, things that nobody can take away from you, and have them sort of like an inventory, do a personal inventory of all these happy things. And then that way you don't have to, it's not so hard to come up with them when you're feeling down. They're already there at the forefront and you can just pull on that memory, on that happy memory when you're feeling down and you can just shift focus. And that in itself will completely transform the way you feel immediately. So what about you? Do you have a go-to for positive content? And if not, start making a list. And remember to make a list of things that make you happy. A list of your favorite things. Remember the song for the Sound of Music? My favorite things? When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things. And then I don't feel so bad. So it's like, literally, she's saying that. I don't know if you remember the movie, The Sound of Music, but that's that's where the song comes from. And basically, I don't know if you remember that there's a storm and the kids get scared. And so she sings this song to get them to think about what? About something else. To shift their focus from the storm 
stop thinking about the thing that's so scary and think about things that they love. Think about their favorite things. And so by the end of the song, the kids forget that there's a storm and they're remembering all the beautiful things like, like kittens and girls in white dresses and snowflakes that melt on their eyelashes. All these random things that they were remembering. But the point is, that song is like the perfect example because she's, she reminds the kids, whenever you're feeling like really bad, just think of things that are your favorite things and then you won't feel so bad. Very simplistic, but it's very powerful. So all to say this, that your pattern of focus is your choice. So the next time you're consumed with a negative emotion, ask yourself, what am I focusing on? Then ask yourself, what could I focus on instead? Could you focus on raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens? Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens? Brown paper packages tied up with strings? <laughs> now, if you're stuck in deciding what to focus on, I'll give you a little life hack or trick to use. Simply ask yourself this. What are you grateful for right now? Right now, what could you be grateful for? Could you be grateful for your health or perhaps your child, your job, your spouse, your parents, your dinner? a friend, or simply a happy memory. What could you give God thanks for right now? Hold that grateful thought and bring it as close to your heart as possible and then try to feel it. There is no place for anger or any other negative emotions for that matter where gratitude abides. Let me repeat that. There is no room for anger or sadness where gratitude abides. Remembering our blessings is the fastest and quickest way to snap out of our darkness. And if for some reason you can't think of a blessing, ask yourself this. What do I have right now that I would be devastated to lose? Is it a loved one? Your job? Your house? Your pet? Your electricity? Food on the table? Sometimes we can lose perspective and think we have nothing to be grateful for. We take so many things for granted. I'm reminded of this constantly when I speak to my relatives that still live in Venezuela. Things that I take for granted, like electricity, internet connection, the freedom of being able to walk at night without the fear of being mugged, are the things they long and wish for. And yet, when I talk to them, I realize that they're still grateful for so many things. We forget that there are people who live in war-stricken countries or who wake up hungry. Literally. Now, I don't know about you, but I find that the happiest people in the world are the people who are grateful for the small things that others take for granted. Those who are aware of the frailty of life, and so they choose to focus on the positive things around them. One of the best examples of this that I've come across is the story of Alice Hertz Summer. So she's one of the she's the second oldest Holocaust survivor, and she died at the age of 110 in 2014. So her life story is is really remarkable. She was a pianist, and um, she survived the Holocaust, but her husband and parents were murdered in the concentration camps. Yet she remained optimistic throughout her life. I invite you to look her up because her story will surely inspire you to look at gratitude from a whole new perspective. 
Now, if you go to the show notes of this episode on my blog, I'm going to give you a link to the 12-minute video on Alice Hurts Summer. I encourage you to watch. So go to mamasconganas.com forward slash where focus goes, energy flows. You'll learn about this incredible woman and how she created a garden of Eden in hell. Now, when asked how she remained optimistic throughout her life after what she had endured, she said, I look at the good. When you are relaxed, your body is always relaxed. When you're pessimistic, your body behaves in an unnatural way. It's up to us whether we look at the good or the bad. It seems like she instinctively knew the recipe to feeling good and finding the good. And she had many excuses to focus on the bad. More excuse than I think any of us have, or most of us have. Focusing on the good and focusing on gratitude can completely alter our lives, no matter what happens to us. The good news for us is that now we know the recipe too. We just have to go to the kitchen and use the recipe often until it becomes a part of our DNA. So there you have it. The second force that controls your emotions is your pattern of focus. Where focus goes, energy flows. So are you going to make your list of happy thoughts, happy memories, your list of blessings? Will you commit to observe where your focus lies from moment to moment and then intentionally shift your focus to positive things if needed? I guarantee that if you do, you will produce emotional alchemy because you will replace your anger and sadness with something more valuable than 24 karat gold, gratitude and joy. I'm going to end this episode on that thought. Now you know. The first force that controls your emotions is your physiology or the way that you move your physical body. And the second force is your pattern of focus. In the next episode, I'm going to share the last force. So stay tuned for part three. You won't want to miss this one because it will bring everything full circle and you'll know the third thing you need to shift in order to invite more joy, more fulfillment, and in order to transform those negative emotions into positive ones. And you really don't want to miss it because even if you have these two down and you miss that one, you're still not going to be able to totally do that, perform that alchemy. Now, I'd love to get your thoughts on today's topic. Make sure you share with me your insights, your takeaways. Go on the show notes for this episode, mamasconganas.com forward slash where focus goes, energy flows. And write me a comment. Tell me what you focus on when you're feeling down versus what you focus on when you feel gratitude and joy. What do you like to watch and listen that puts you in a good mood? I'd love to know. And make sure to stay tuned for the continuation of this topic so you can learn emotional mastery. Chaito! Hey, it's Valentina. I hope you liked this episode of our podcast. If you did like it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed us some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. Gracias oyentes como tú, podemos seguir creando contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. 
Si tienes preguntas, comentarios y más, puedes visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales arroba mamasconganas. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.